RP radio show and uh Dan that's right. Well after three days of talk, Secretary of State John Kerry and Sergey Lavrov have come to a Welcome to the KRP Radio Show. I'm your host Pudgy Miller and it is time to do this one more time. Once again, I apologize for the delays we may have had and uh some of the things we got going on here, but uh you know what? We still got to work this thing out, man, and we still try to do our best at what we do. So, uh, you know, back to the back to the show we go. The show must go on, and I appreciate everybody for rocking with us on the show. This Sunday, it is right now. Sorry about that. I'm just getting tongue-tied. I'm trying to read here. I'm trying to reply to some emails here. I'm looking at my show log. I'm looking at... There's a few things, man. It's, it's a lot going on in here right now. But Sunday, September 15, 2013, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be doing this show for you all, proud to definitely be on the air with you all and, uh, you know, share some things that are going on across the nation and show some love to all of my uh, listeners out there who are always listening and supporting the KRP radio show. 
Definitely appreciate what you do, folks. Definitely appreciate all the love that you give us. And uh We're reconnecting you now. And uh it's just you know, it's it's rather amazing that uh I get to do this show and I'm and I'm very pleased that, you know, I'm very pleased to be here and be able to hold this down for you guys. You know what I mean? Uh I know we got some feedback in there, some feedback problems. It's it's always some technical difficulties going on. I don't I don't know what the problem is or, or why we always experience the you know, the technical difficulties, but we we're trying to we're trying to make it through that, man. Block talk is Definitely doing that thing. Big shout-out to Blog Talk Radio. And a uh, big shout-out to all my people over here at KRP Radio that, you know, that try to, uh, you know, do their best to make sure you guys have a clear show. And, uh, you know, time after time we run into these problems, and that's that's one of the downfalls of having an Internet-based radio show is that you just got to work through the problems. And you know what? That's okay. You know, we'll work through the problems and do whatever we got to do to make it through and, and deliver this show for you guys. So I definitely appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Definitely appreciate everybody for holding it down and always coming through, showing us some love. Really appreciate that. And uh, listen, it is what it is, man. So, you know, we're here tonight for one hour, and uh, I, I just have one ultimate question. You know, are you ready for war? Uh, in case you've been under a rock somewhere or in case you haven't been paying attention or in case you don't care what's happening in the world, I'm going to tell you guys uh, war. Uh, they don't know, you know, they can't pinpoint who the perpetrator is, is as I, you know, from what I've been reading. But right now, they are they are 100% sure that uh, chemical weapons have been used in serious civil war. Uh, you know, the, rebel, the rebels in the regiment of, of uh, Bashir Assad have each accused each other of orchestrating a chemical attack in uh, since August 21st. And the White House and the Russian government both agreed that it happened. Uh, the Obama administration estimates that over 1,400 children, 1,430 were killed in the incident, including hundreds of children, not, not all children, but including hundreds of children. And uh, they, they cite that that blame is... Uh, mainly on the Syrian government using uh, sarin gas or sarin, some people would say. Uh, Moscow has disagreed. You know, Moscow's got a big problem with this. They're saying uh, Assad's opposition may be at fault uh, for use of the, of the toxin. You know, right now Russia is, is uh, made against the rebels during the you know, prior incidents of the war, they, you know, those accusations, I'm sorry, uh, they deny those accusations that have been made against the rebels during the prior incidents in, uh, of the war. So right now it's looking like Russia doesn't want us in there. We want to get in there, and no one really knows. I won't say no one, but we're not really sure what the ultimate points are. Like American citizens don't really understand why we really want to get into Syria. You know, one would ask the question. I, I would ask the question. It seems to me that Syria is not the only place or the only people that are having uh, a civil war. Um, 
you know, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but you know, thousands of Christians have been killed in Africa. Uh, there have been there have been people that have been burned alive. Uh, people that have been hunted down and killed because they look a, a certain way or or they're not from a certain tribe. And so there's a lot of different things that are happening all over the globe. But America chooses Syria uh, based on the simple fact that the sarin gas was used and based on the simple fact that chemical weapons have been used in Syria's civil war. Uh, from what I read, the U.N. inspectors primarily, their primary task was to confirm that the attack occurred, which has been done, and now they want to confirm that, you know, the Syrian government was the perpetrator that used the uh, siren gas. So, you know, we really just don't know. You know, there's there's not 100%, there's not 100% chance that, there were only that it was only the rebels that used uh, chemical weapons. You know, there's there's not conclusive information that says, you know, it could it could have been both uh, the rebels and the government that used sarin gas. So we really don't know what's going on. But right now, we do know estimates reported over a hundred thousand people have died in the war, uh, with or without the use of chemical weapons. So. That much we do know, and that's why I believe, you know, among other things, you know, why I believe that the American government wants to get in there. You know, this thing has been going on long enough. I also believe that, you know, it's time for war. You know, our economy is facing a catastrophic event sooner or later. I mean, look, you got all these economists and all these speculators speculating when, you know, we're going to have a meltdown, and we, we really just don't know. You know, we don't we don't really understand uh, what's going on in this country because, you know, there, there's so much to say about our, uh, our dollar. There's so much to say about our economy. There's so much to say about banking, the housing market. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the United States in terms of economics, but we do know that we're spread out very thin, and eventually we're going to have a meltdown. Eventually we're going to take a fall. So it's time for war. War fixes all problems. War ails the able, the ailed body. You know, when we go to war, we make things better for the entire world. We have a more booming economy. Uh, you know, we, we begin to flourish, as some people would say. That's what used to happen to happen with war in the United States. So right now, President Obama, which is ironic with him wanting to go to war because, you know, this administration, well, the president was given the Nobel Peace Prize based off of his future, not his past, but based off his future and his peacekeeping efforts the future of his peacekeeping efforts. And I find that amazing because the man has been at some sort of war, whether legal or illegal or whether let – me, let me just put it like this because people don't want to understand that portion when we say illegal uh, at war, whether congressionally supported or not. Let's just put it like that. Uh, the president has been, you know, at the forefront of a war since taking office. You know, he took a position that he wanted to get the troops out of Afghanistan uh, during a campaign trail. That has yet to be done altogether. Uh, one thing I know about the American government is once we go in a place, we never leave. You know, 
once we go into a country, we, we never leave that country. We're in that country for the remainder of our lives. We have to fight with that country. We have to have a military presence in that country. We have to rebuild in those countries. We have to put money in those countries, and yada, 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 yada. If the story goes on, and it never ceases. So, you know, ultimately, by us going and getting congressional support, by us going into Syria and fighting with this civil war or fighting in their civil war, we're going to be there forever. It's not a thing where, and, and I know the president, you know, he says some things that, you know, he would not put boots on the ground. Listen, you, you don't, one thing you've got to know about situations of war is you don't understand what's going on until you put the boots on the ground. Like, you don't know what's going to really happen until you put the boots on the ground. You can bomb by ship, you can bomb by plane, and you can get all the intelligence you want. But until you put boots on the ground, and they're boots on the ground asking questions, and they can report back what they see physically through their own eyes, they can report back what the experiences that they have, they can report back from missions that they go out and perform. You know, you really don't understand what's happening. And for us to put boots on the ground in Syria, now, you got to know that let me go back for a second before I make this statement. 1,429 people killed, uh, men, women, and children, by the use of chemical warfare, okay, by the use of sarin gas, chemical weapons, uh, reported over 100,000 people killed in this war one way or the other with or without chemical weapons. So we're going to lose a lot of American soldiers fighting another country's civil war. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't help people. I'm not saying that you shouldn't care. But I'm simply saying this. This is America. We got a lot of problems of our own. Listen, I hold the ability to discern. I'm, I'm not saying I don't hold the ability to discern. But I know that we have a lot of problems in America that have yet to have been addressed. So, you know, when people say to me, well, you act like you don't care. And sorry about the sniffing and all, all this stuff I got going on and for you folks. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the show. They know this time of the year is, is allergy season for me. But, uh, you know, people say that, you know, put you out like you don't care. You know, how can you be a believer in God? How can you believe, be a believer in Christ and, 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 and you, want, you don't want to help these people in Syria? It's not that I don't want these folks in Syria to get some help. It's not that I don't think that the United States uh, uh, shouldn't reach out to these people in Syria or someone shouldn't reach out and offer these folks some help. It's not that. My problem with the whole situation is that in America, we have issues that our government acts like don't exist, issues that the people care more so about than outside of the borders, thousands and thousands and thousands away, miles away from this country. Now, I'm a conservative, 
And and that's just who I am. Born that way, raised that way, this is just who I am. Alright? And and once I realized that, it put a lot of things in perspective for me. Um, I'm not by definition a conservative of uh, a uh, 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 conservative by someone else defi- de- else's definition. You know, I don't I don't call myself a conservative because Ronald Reagan might have called himself a conservative or because some conservative Republicans call themselves conservative. I call myself conservative because that's the way I was raised. That's the way we raise our children. That's the way we live our lives. And we live our lives extremely conservatively. And we live our lives realistic. So looking at what we face in this country, even though I'm a conservative, you got to understand that the homeless rate in this nation is 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 out of this world. The amount of people, the amount of people that do not have in this nation, is remarkable for a nation a nation such as America. The amount of soldiers that come back from war or come back from duty uh, mentally unstable and not properly treated is remarkable. Again, just remarkable, amazing. The amount of issues that we have on the local level with taxes, budgets, is just amazing. With all these problems that we faced on the local level, you know, city, county, state levels, with all those issues that we have that go unaddressed, that go, you know, year after year after year, the same problem after the same problem after the same problem after the same problem, you know, with all those problems and those issues and these things that we have existing right here in our country, why do we find it our 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 priority to go fight a civil war for another country? Now, with all the respect in the world to those people, but with fourteen hundred based on fourteen hundred thirty deaths. I understand it was chemical weapons used. I get that. I know that that's a violation of the Geneva Convention. I get that. I know that it's a violation of the UN peace treaties. I get that. But I'm just talking on a realistic level here for a second. If we can plan to go into another country against their will and fight their war and strike their government, to overthrow, basically, because, because that's that's what we're trying to do. Let, let's just keep it funky. Like we don't we don't go into another country to assist very often. You know, we don't go into another country to, you know, to fight in that nation without overthrowing their government. So that's what our intentions are. That's what we're looking to do. You know, we're looking to go into Syria and overthrow that government based on the fact that they used chemical weapons on their people. And when we do that, we have to replace that government with a temporary government based off of what model. And it's important to know that that model will be based off how we live in America. 
Now, I love our country, and I love how we live in this country. I love America. You know, I, I love a lot of the things that we do well. I love the freedoms that we have. I love the, even the legalities that I complain about all the time. I love the legal process. Uh, for the most part, it works. There are major failures in this process, but for the most part, it does work. You know, we, we definitely have room for improvement all over the spectrum. But I love my country, and I love our process for our people. But this process doesn't work for everybody. You know, this process doesn't work for every nation. This process doesn't work for people all over the globe. You know, it, it just doesn't. Some people could care less for a republic, you know. Some people appreciate living under a dictatorship. I don't. I think it's absolutely crazy, but some people do. That's what some folks are used to, you know. Some folks are used to living under a communist government. I frankly think that's crazy, but, you know, some people are used to that. So, you know, it's it's important to know that when we go in Syria, excuse me, it's important to know that once we do get into Syria and, we, and it gets to the point that we are fighting you know, you got to understand that we're fighting their government. That's the same thing that some people here that are conservatives want to do in this nation and that are doing without violence. Kudos to Martin Luther King. But these are the same things that these grassroots organizations are doing in America. These are the same things that a lot of liberals are complaining about that, that the Tea Party was doing right here in America. And I find it amazing that a lot of liberals will say that, yes, we need to go in there, we need to fight, we need to help those people in Syria, America, go America, go in there, do your thing, overthrow Assad and his regime and, and get busy and, and create a better way for those people. We need to help those people. Help them, help them, help them. So what they're really saying is we need to go in and overthrow the government and replace it with something that works better based off the model that we have. But when a Tea Party is saying here, right here in America, that we need to hold our elected officials, we need to hold them responsible, we need to hold the, the, the fire to their feet, you know, we need to get out and inform more people, you know, we don't want an over overstepping government, which is what the Syrian government, the Assad regime is, but when the Tea Party says that over here, they're radicals. They're crazy. They're ludicrous. You know, they're extremists. So I don't understand the whole argument that most liberals will have in this Syrian conflict that we've injected ourselves into. It's either you do want an overstepping government or you don't want an overstepping government. Which one do you want? Which one do you really support? You know, you can't sit back here and cry that, you know, the government needs our government and President Obama is doing a great job by going and Congress, you know, that they're doing our government, period. Okay, Congress and the Obama administration. You know, we can you can't sit back here and say that they're doing a great job by going into Syria or by wanting to go into Syria or by making moves to get into Syria and, 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 and fight in Syria and overthrow that government. But at the same time, you want to discredit people in America.
America who's holding American America's government feet to the fire and saying that, you know what, if you guys don't act accordingly, if you don't act according to our laws, if you don't do the things that the American people want you to do, we're going to overthrow you. And you should be overthrown. You should be impeached. You should be fired. There's no way that you can support us going into Syria and find what people like myself and, and Tea Party goers and other freedom fighters, people out here that, that are out here speaking the truth and that are, hold, that are holding, you know, political individuals' feet to the fire, that are holding them accountable and responsible. There's no way that you can look at us and say that we're crazy and support what President Obama and Congress is doing right now. There's no way that you can do that. You know, I don't understand the arguments that people have. As I sit back and pay attention to the things that are going on, and as I sit back and listen to some of the arguments that people have and some of the things that they say, you know, I sit back and I analyze these things. And, and you know, I, I listen, I start off slow on the show sometimes. You know, I started off slow today doing some reading and trying to do three and four things, but I dropped them and put them away. So sometimes when you're busy and you're occupied and you got things on your mind, sometimes you might say something that just don't sound right, you know. Sometimes you might say something that just, just doesn't seem right. And I, and I get that. I understand that. But in in terms of core principle, in terms of core beliefs, you know, there are people out here that really believe, that really support America um, the, the the United States government going in another country at, against their will, overthrowing that government based on no factual information whatsoever. You know, we got no proof that that government used chemical weapons on their people. For all we know, the rebels used chemical weapons on the people. We don't know. But before doing an investigation, because the investigation is still ongoing, folks. It's, it's, it's not even conclusive yet, right? So the investigation is still going on, you know, still, still, they're still gathering evidence. We've already went to, the president has already went to Congress and got permission to strike Syria based off of something that's not even a fact yet. Whether it's a fact or not, you got to ask yourself, should we really be overthrowing other governments? Shouldn't this be the U.S.? Shouldn't it be a plea from America? If we really want to do something responsible and we really want to help and we really want to do something valid, it seems like we should be the ones that are leading the efforts going to the U.N., and the U.N. making that decision, should we go in or not? Not the United States go in or not, but should the U.N. go in or not? Should the U.N. go into Syria or not? Not the United States of America. It's a sad day, folks. It's a sad, 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 sad day. Because in America, we're arguing over the simple fact of what our government should do in another country, and we're not even holding them fully responsible for taking care of business in this country. You know, we can't even get a budget done without the threat of a government shutdown. 
You know, we can't even act responsible on Capitol Hill, but yet we're talking about going into another country and overthrowing that country and then inheriting another problem because a government is going to have to be established. You know, a leader is going to have to be elected or placed. And frankly, once we go into the country, as I said before, as I alluded before, we're going to be there forever. So there's a bunch of problems and there's a bunch of bills that we gain with this whole Syrian event that you and I are going to have to pay for. And I know I'm not trying to put a dollar amount on lives, but you and I are going to have to pay for. We're going to have to take care of. And to me, it's unjust. It should be unjust to you, but to me, it's definitely unjust. So where do we go from here? This is the major question, because a lot of people aren't paying attention to what's happening. Some people are thinking, oh, you know, the president is going to the rescue of, of the people in Syria, and this is a great thing, and Congress is supporting the government, and we got bipartisan support, and you got dumbass McCain, bomb, Mr. Bomb, baby bomb himself, who's, who's, who's tied into the president. And, you know, and, and that's a whole other issue. Like, if, if you guys aren't paying attention, you know, that that's a whole other thing that should scare the living daylights out of you guys. Because here's someone that hated, he clearly, clearly hated President Obama's guts. You know, here's the champion of the Republican Party, the champion, the nominee, the man that ran for president. John McCain, supporting President Obama in an effort that is neither just, okay, and an effort that, 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 that doesn't even concern the American people. This man, Mr. Bomb Baby Bomb himself, has a serious problem talking about John McCain. If you guys are paying attention to what's happening, a lot of things are unfolding that some people speculated that was true, that some people thought maybe it was a possibility that was true, or some things that unfolded that some people thought was that was just crazy. They thought it was that it was no way possible could be happening. And there's there's no way that this is going down. We don't believe it. There's there's no way that this man is tanking his campaign, that's right, I said tanking his campaign. I don't know if you heard me clearly. Tanking, taking the L on purpose, saying stupid things, losing on purpose, you know? So there's a lot of things that's unfolding right now that concerns me and it should concern you as well. You know, I, I, I'm starting to ask the question, you know, there was a lot of talk about George Soros, you know, supporting the President of the United States and, you know, a lot of these Marxists and a lot of these communists and, and you know, just a whole host of people that we've never even heard of in our lives in a positive light that was supporting the President and during his presidency. But it gets me wondering, when I look at people like John McCain stand up and say, you know what, I support the president in these, in these efforts, he's absolutely doing the right thing, and he has our support 100%. It gets me wondering, 
Did he really tank his campaign? Was he really part of a group of people who wanted President Obama elected for whatever reason that best supports their hidden agendas? I know I'm going a little bit of conspiracy theory night, not right now, but you should ask yourself these questions because there are a lot of people that we don't. I mean, look at the Clintons, for example. Like, if you look back on the campaign trail, and I know I'm getting off Syria just a little bit, but I just want to get this off my chest because it's working me a little bit and I can't help but think it. But if you really look back on the campaign trail, you know, people think people talk about uh, the birth certificate, uh, uh, the whole Bertha incident, and you know they want to they want to put that on Donald Trump. I know Donald Trump was pushing the Bertha a lot, but you know they want to put that on Donald Trump, saying that he was the creator of this Bertha and the birth certificate, and you know the whole whole thing about President Obama being an illegal immigrant or, or not being from America or his birth certificate or blah 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 blah. When it was the Clintons. It was Bill Clinton who led that effort, starting in North in South Carolina. You know, it was Bill Clinton who was the first person to say we should have to see his birth certificate. You know, it was the Clintons who released. It was the Democratic Party who released that information about his uh, 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 where he uh, lived at while he was at Columbia. You know, what kind of dorm he was in when he was in Columbia. It was the Clintons and the Democratic Party who were the first people that were talking about the president uh, living in a in a in a in a door with uh, immigrants, you know, with foreign excuse me, with foreign exchange students. So as I look at this thing in the hall, I can't help but wonder what's really going on. Like what what are we what are we really in store for? Because right now you got the Democratic Party and the Republican Party working together with Congress, working together with the President, working together with some of their champions, and they're all in support of this thing that no one agrees we need to do. No one agrees that America needs to come to the rescue. Everybody's looking at this Syrian crisis and they're going, whoa, we got problems in America that has yet to be addressed. But we're going over 3,000 miles away to take care of a problem that someone else has when there's already an entity to do that. So it gets me wondering, is America the new U.N. or an expansion of the U.N.? Or is the U.N. an expansion of America? Or is it just one entity alone? Is that who we've become? You know, have we become, let's check this out now, check this out. Have we become militants for hire for the world? You know, has our government used our armed forces as guerrilla warfare militants that will go in and take care of your problem or overthrow your government or overthrow your leader? and instill whoever you see fit to be there based off of whatever powers think they need to go. Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein, right now Assad's next. 
Bin Laden. You know, you, you can't even trust these people. These are the same people that respect Osama Bin Laden's burial rights, but they disrespect our American soldiers by threatening a government shutdown, which would mean low percentage of or no pay for our soldiers if the government were to shut down for a certain amount of time. You know, these are the same people that disrespect our soldiers and they disrespect us time at the time at the time. You know, our government has no accountability anymore. Zero accountability. It's time to do something different, folks. It's time to be serious for a minute. It's time we stand up and say, you know what, America? We need help in America. You know? It's time that we hold these people accountable. It's time that we start looking into these situations instead of sitting back saying, you know what, everything's going to be okay because guess what, Obama's on the job. Or whatever president, Bush, whoever, whoever you want to name. Because I'm not convinced that we have an American government that loves and supports the American people and that lives to do the will of the American people for their betterment. I'm not convinced. These are the same people, the very same entity that lied about Agent Orange in Vietnam. You know? These are the same folks that thought once upon a time, hey, you know what, slavery's not too bad. But when it became an economic strain on the North, we got to fight now, i.e. the Civil War. These are the same people that see no benefit of the protection of the unborn, nor the benefit of their mother, because years prior, before people started pushing legislation behind it, they didn't care to tell uh, any mother who was going to have an abortion or any woman who was going to have an abortion what the complications might be. Or here, take this pamphlet home and make sure that you want to do that because here's some of the health risks. We're talking about the American government. And this is the same government that you guys want to put in charge of your health care? The same people that allow companies like select like white bears to poison and kill folks. It amazes me what people want to allow the American government to do and the support that this government gets without question at all whatsoever. People, it's time to wake up and look at the issues. It is time we do something different. It is time we start picking up a damn book and start reading. 
You know, I heard the other day someone say, you know, I don't, I don't really care about history, man. That was this, that, that. I said, you know what? Well, you don't repeat it. I said, if you don't care about the history of this nation, and I'm not talking about a child. I'm talking about an adult. If you don't care about the past and the things that's happened in this country, the changes that we went through, the lies that were told, the scandals that we saw, if you don't care about them, you're doomed to repeat them. And this is where we are because reality TV is so popular. You know, that hour or that 30 minutes that you spend watching yada yada housewives or yada yada sports wise, 20 minutes out of that hour, you could have been a better informed voter. 20 minutes out of that hour. 10 minutes out of that hour, you could have changed your life by buying life insurance or looking for an insurance policy that could best benefit you and your children or your family at home or your mother or your grandmother. 45 minutes out of that hour, you could have taken two online classes to better prepare your life or better prepare yourself, your future for yourself. So, you know, these people will talk you to death about what they feel like our government should do in Syria, and they can care less what's happening in our nation alone. And that just disgusts me. Makes me sick on the stomach. I hate to even think about it. That's why, that's why sometimes I hate to just talk to people. Because people talk so damn foolish. Like you, you can't, you can barely have a conversation with people. They, they, they talk so foolish. They don't want to talk about things that matter. They, they want to talk about all sorts of nonsense and all sorts of things that, that are unjust but aren't really unjust and all sorts of things they don't have and all sorts of things that they want. But they don't care to work hard for them. They don't care to save for them. They don't care to prepare their lives. They don't care to better themselves to go out and achieve these things. And then, because, you know, most of the people I deal with are black, of course. I've got a lot of white friends, deal with a lot of white people, associates and everything. But normally, unless I'm just stupid, and I don't, people don't like you to talk about color. Too bad. Hang up. Don't, don't listen. Cut me off. That's the problem with most of you, most of you idiots today, you know. You, 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 the elephant in the room, you're so scared to talk about the elephant in the room because you might offend somebody. Or you don't want to talk about the elephant in the room because, oh, you shouldn't talk about that today. Guess what? Race is going to be around forever. Damn it, if you're scared to talk about it, I ain't. Anyway, because of who I am and a lot of the places I go, and the truth of the matter is, if you're a certain race, you normally dwell with people of that same race 90 to 100% of the time. That's what I was getting at. A lot of people don't want to hear that. That's too damn bad. Get over yourself. It is what it is. So me, being the black man that I am, I always get the conversation about Obama. It doesn't have to have any merit. It doesn't have to be a good conversation. It doesn't even have to be a well-informed conversation. It doesn't even have to have a specific topic. The topic is Obama. 
Well, for a lot of you people who like to talk about that Obama topic, here's one for your ass. I want you to write a letter to Obama and see if you get a reply. I want you to find one African from Africa, okay? And I want you to ask them, if your father was from Kenya and your mother was an American white woman, what would your race be? It's not even important. It don't have a damn thing to do with Syria. But I just I just want somebody to go ask that question to a real African, a person who's from Africa. I want you to ask them, ask them that. Ask them to see what they tell you. Hell, ask a white person if their dad was from Kenya and their mom is from here, what would their race be? Uh, ask any white person in the damn world that has good common sense. Ask them and see what they tell you. So why everybody's up under Obama's ass because they self-identify with him somehow, and why every move that he makes is the perfect, proper move, just because you identify with him somehow, whether you're left-handed, like him, play basketball, like him, whatever. Got two daughters, got a wife, I don't care, whatever. However you identify with him. But if that's the only way you got to connect with and support the President of the United States based on the simple fact that you self-identify with him somehow, outside of his politics and the moves that he's made, there's some people, and shout-out to you people who support President Obama, who rob with President Obama, and you know the issues. I respect the hell out of you. Because to you guys, at least I know that this is your ideology. It's not President Obama that you're supporting. You're supporting what you believe. And I can respect that. I don't have a problem in the world with that at all. I'm just sick of people who are always talking about how they identify with the guy, with the president, based off of his race, creed, color, sports, hobbies, and what may have you. I'm just sick of that. By the way, the last time I checked, since we're on this topic, since I somehow got on this topic, and I know we got to close the show here in just two minutes, but since we're on the topic, by the way, to all my white conservatives' friends out there, if the only anchor and the only anger you have with people supporting President Obama is because of, because of his skin tone and the people who identify with that skin tone, now let me make sure you understand this right. Because I want to I make sure you guys understand what the hell I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, the last time I checked the election results, the last time I checked any kind of White House social media page, 
any, check this out, any NAACP social page, it's more white liberals than it is black people supporting those two things that I've ever seen in my life. So when you go to comment about black people who support President Obama because of his skin tone, don't forget the other 84% of the white folks who supports President Obama for whatever reason in the world they support him for. For whatever reason in the world. That's my time. I love y'all. Gotta go. Thanks for listening to the KLP Radio Show. We show it tonight. It is time to go, man. We got some things to do. Shout out to everybody out there who listens to the show. I really appreciate you guys for rocking with us. We'll be back next week, 8 p.m., I hope. Uh, check me out this week on Thursday, excuse me, September 26th. I will be at uh, Cabarrus County uh, Republican Party fundraiser event, September 26th. Starts at 6.30 p.m. We'll be a buffet. Speakers will get on the stage at 7 p.m. I will be one of the speakers. Catch us at Troutman's Barbecue, Highway 601, Concord, North Carolina. All my Charlotte people, I need to see you. All the people in uh, in, in the surrounding areas, Statesville, we need to see you. Uh, High Point, Winston Salem, Greensboro, we need to see you guys. Concord, Cabarrus County, we need to see all you guys in the house. Our special guest speaker or their special guest speakers will be Jen Morgan. She's a Second Amendment advocate, nationally known journalist, and NRA certified firearms instructor, and myself, president of the Fre- <laughs> president of the Love and Father Society and founder of the Love and Father Society, and host of the KRP radio show, which you're listening to right now. I hope to see you guys out there. Also, the CIP Choir is going to be singing some patriotic music, so check that out. Come get your buffet on, man. Don't forget Troutman's Barbecue, September 26th. Get there at 6.30. Try to get there early so you can get yourself a seat. I'm sure it will be sold out. I'm sure it will be a packed house. I got a lot to say. And uh, also check me out at Joe Miyoki Tea Party. Uh, That will be uh, September 28th. That's a Sunday. I'm sorry, it's a Saturday, September 28th. We will be in the house. That is next Saturday. Make sure it's going to be a beautiful event. This is the biggest Liberty Day event, Constitution Day event, that you guys have seen anywhere. Last year was huge. This year will be even bigger. Make sure you guys get out there. And if you can't find it, check out my Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Check us out on Twitter, at Timbo KRP Radio Show. We will be tweeting where you guys can go get tickets to the Thursday event, and we'll be treating tweeting the directions to Saturday's event up there in the mountains of North Carolina at Jomioki. Until then, folks, God is love, love is God. We'll speak to you soon. I appreciate you guys for rocking with the KRP Radio Show. We are out of here and one love. K-I-R-P Radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky